think you can call anybody in an 80s movie a perv. Why can't you be an 80s perv? I think just like every 80s movie, what like the overwhelming theme or subplot is like someone's just trying to get laid. It's just always trying to get their it really, it really, it <laughs> really, that was one of the, yeah. movie. there's something so about like, it. There's and the, but, always dudes trying to do that. But why is that always the comic relief too? It's not always. Well, I actually, I shouldn't say that. I guess maybe it is. Like in the movies we've been watching, I feel like this is comic relief needs to get laid and all the jokes are around that. I feel like a lot of the protagonists are also trying to do that. I think that was just like what 80s humor was, was like a bunch of dudes trying to have sex. Speaking of which, welcome to Bad Movies and Beer after last week, our most heavily edited episode ever. <laughs> when we talked about body of evidence, we uh, cut a lot out of that one. That was tough. Uh, we tried to be as candid as possible, and you can't be that candid. It's a strange time to be alive and talking about BDSM sex in a movie, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. That was an experience. And, uh, and now we have this movie, which, as you mentioned has some uh, some uh, pervy characters in it. So what is this movie? <laughs> um, so this is a movie I remember fondly from childhood, and I'm not sure why. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah, that is the one we're looking at today. Uh, I'm Cooper. I'm Nolan. And uh, we're going to talk about Killer Clowns, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll rate it in our usual two-scale way. One to ten for how bad it is. One to ten for how enjoyable it is. But I don't. I don't know what this is. I'm like, is it a horror movie? Is it a comedy? I know it's a challenge. I I remembered it as a comedy movie growing up. When I watched it as a child, I thought it was funny, like super super funny. And yeah. I don't want to ruin my feelings about it, but I didn't feel that way watching it again. See, I had never seen it before, which is like shocking when I think about it. And I fully thought it was a horror movie. And I was like, I went into this being, this is going to be a straight up horror movie. And it was more comedy than I expected. Yeah, and the cover makes you feel that way. Like it is a very like gruesome depiction of like a clown's face, and you're right. like, ooh. But what does not make you feel that way is when I looked at the uh, the taglines after the fact. The ta- worst taglines for any movie. The first one is just "It's crazy" is the tagline. <laughs> the second one is that as a tagline. The second one is you know the old like in space, no one can hear you scream. Yeah. Well, the other tagline for this movie is in space, no one can eat ice cream. <laughs> and that that's was actually kind of funny. That's when I was like, oh, this is not a horror movie. So either way, clearly it's going to be yeah. a comedy. Yeah. We have clowns from space and that's why we're drinking today's beer. What are we drinking today? Oh, well, we are drinking the Space Invader IPA from Amsterdam Brewery. Uh, Toronto, Amsterdam, yeah, not Toronto, Amsterdam, the, the country. No. Amsterdam, the Brewery Name in brewery. Toronto, Ontario. Yeah, there you go. So yeah. let's uh, let's let's get into this, and oh, yeah, uh, we'll talk about them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. Ooh, that's a nice pour sound. I like that. Trying to work in some better foley. There. <laughs> All right. We start this movie off again. Like the tagline tipped me off, but then tonally. Right away, this movie starts with uh, like a synth music intro with creepy clown laughs. And then we get this electric guitar riff and a theme song. It was amazing. I was super excited when that happened. I thought that was just a tremendous way to start this movie. And I was really excited for what was going to come. I was like, I remember this being awesome and it's not disappointing. Yeah. Any movie that has its own theme song in my books is doing something right. And actually, interesting trivia note, the band that recorded at least the theme song, I think most of the music for this, was uh, one of the, I think they were like an L.A. area, like early punk band, the Dickies. 
Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, we start with a grumpy old police officer, Deputy Mooney, who is played by the guy, the dean from Animal House, John Vernon. He sees that kid carrying like some groceries and a beer, and he's just like, son of a bitch. Just like, just immediately. <laughs> he sets the tone pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cards on the table. You know who he is right away. Yeah. We cut to a like a park full of cars. A whole bunch of people are hooking up. And then uh, suddenly an ice cream truck shows up with a clown head on top, which confused me more because I'm like, are these the clowns? Are we just like fucking right into it? No, that's the that's the Terenzi brothers. They're trying to sell ice cream. They're the kind of the comic relief of this movie. Yeah. The pervs that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> Absolutely. That's them. <laughs> they're not. I mean, their their ice cream selling rap is definitely a little pervy. They, they're having a lot of innuendo there, uh, double entendres. Give it a lick is one of the ones they said. Yeah, it'll tickle you all the way down. They, they definitely are not holding punches. Though. No, and then we and then we find out they have two heavier ladies in the back of the truck that they have bribed with free ice cream. They're trying to trade ice cream for sex. Yes, <laughs> we're five minutes into this movie. And it gets really problematic really quickly. I'm just like, oh. wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, our main character, though, Mike, he he knows them. He tells uh, the lady he's with there at the at the um, at the what do you call it? Like a lover's lane? Is that what you call it? Yeah, it's like the makeout point. It's the place okay. where you drive up on the edge of the escarpment and make out looking down over the city. So he pauses making out to tell her all about the Terenzi brothers and how they're uh, these hilarious guys that he knows from school. And uh, in one of the pauses in this makeout session, after the Terenzis are chased off by the angry mob of teenagers who do not want to buy ice cream, they just want to make out with women. Yeah, like, why are you bringing this ice cream truck to my (laughs) mail? So they get sent away. Mike and Debbie are in the middle of making out when they see what they think is a shooting star. Uh, You know who else sees the shooting star? A grizzled old country farmer. Yeah, he was hilarious. He gets in there and he throws down a I will be horn swoggled right away. Did, did you see that little sky jockey zip down in there, poo? <laughs> and I was just like, Hornswoggle is a great old timey expression. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a comet? Is it a spaceship? Well, I'll be hornswoggled. Either way, he thinks he's going to be rich. And so he takes his dog, old poo, which is also a great little country. Oh, <laughs> country. Yeah. Old poo. They go to investigate and he finds a circus tent, which uh, he finds this like somewhat odd. Yeah, he says there's something peculiar happening here. Circus tent. In the middle of a farm property. Yeah. And then what shows up? Well, he's looking at it, and an alien clown throws a net on his dog. The farmer tries to attack the tent, and when he uh, when he hits it, he hurts his hand and also electrocutes himself. And then we see another clown with some kind of laser gun. He just shoots him. Is this terrible acting by this farmer? Oh. I'm like, is this like the screenwriter's father? Like, who is this guy? How did he get in here? <laughs> He, they definitely just picked a random old guy. Like, they did not get an actor for sure for that piece. Yeah, acting not required. The clowns. They're, they're these, like, rubber monstrosities. I don't really know how to describe them. You kind of have to see it, I think. Yeah, but they're kind of impressive. Like, I felt like the clowns were well done in terms of being, like, these weird, scary... Oh, they're scary as fuck. ...large alien yeah. clowns. I was like, these are really impressive clowns. And I was like, okay, I could see why this is scary. There's a lot of clown sort of themes that make scary movies. Like, clowns are pretty scary in general. Yeah, it's a very common phobia. And I would say that if you are scared of clowns, despite the comedic overtones of this, it will scare you because they are they are creepy. We, we, go, we cut back to the police station where Deputy Mooney brings in two punks 
who are drinking underage, even though the actors are like 40, which is a, just a, such a common trope of these movies. Yeah, just arresting the like people who have a family and three children for drinking underage. <laughs> yeah. No, but they go to the college. They say they go to the college. He calls them scum and they're ruining the town. And he attacks them. He physically attacks them. And then throws them in jail. Yeah, he starts throwing out some like racist comments too. I'm pretty sure in there you're like, oh yeah. There uh, you if go. it's not then, it's definitely soon after. Yeah. It, like we're immediately like Mooney is just he's the most unlikable guy in the entire town, which kind of plays up what happens later. Meanwhile, Mike and Debbie go searching for where the shooting star landed. Mike actually fires off some light to medium racism. Uh, he pretends to be like a uh, native chief who. Um, just knows the land, I guess. It's light to medium. <laughs> okay. It's just it might, be, might be medium to high. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he just starts becoming racist, yes. Well, they find the tent. Uh, Debbie wants to leave, which Debbie is such a good voice of reason in this movie. And as always, with any female voice of reason, she is immediately ignored. Mike's like, no, we're going to go look at that. Come on. He convinced her to enter the tent, which looks a lot like a spaceship. And they press some buttons. These buttons do not like buttons, by oh. the way. They just look like wooden this circular the science like, wooden fiction cylinders here, on top of it. yeah it goes really bad like it looks horrible the tent itself and the things they've created inside are not convincing at all they spend all of their budget on those clown like prosthetics and stuff i wonder if there was like a switch in the production caliber or the funding at that point See, i sure. wonder this too based on something that comes up later in the meantime they it like they realize it's not a fun house or a circus Debbie pieces together, because again, she's intelligent, pieces together that that they're probably aliens as one of these clowns approaches. Uh, they move to another room. The I will say the set design of this is like pretty interesting. Like the the clown ship interior, they made some interesting choices. It's not like stuff I've seen before. That's fair. I think, and I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself here, some of the like interesting ways that they collected people and created like cocoons remind me of alien things they almost took inspiration from alien movies yeah so only the cocoons this is actually they find this mike is like eerily calm throughout this whole process and he finds a big thing of it's cotton candy yeah <laughs> and his theory is this must be where they like make it before they ship it we're at a cotton candy factory that's where we are and debbie's like you fucking moron but mike like pulls on some of the cotton candy which looks tremendously fake and inside is a face, a bloody face. A dead body is entombed in this cotton candy. I agree. That that was kind of clever. I like that. It's weird. I feel like those choices were really smart. Like the alien aspects of it, I thought they did really well. The science aspect seemed really weird and really poor. It's a little more fiction than science fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. As they're looking at this, another clown brings in one of these cotton candy cocoons notices Mike and Debbie, chases them, shooting popcorn at them. And actually, it's funny that you mentioned the budget for like set and the costumes and stuff. Apparently, this popcorn shooting gun was the most expensive effect in the whole movie. Really? Yeah, I surprised by that too, because it seems like you just like have like a fucking leaf blower and like just spray some Shoot popcorn. Some popcorn Popcorn's out. light. But apparently maybe maybe that is what they did. Maybe that is still the most expensive <laughs> thing in this movie. Yeah, it's the the popcorn was weird because the popcorn also seemed to be running the computers in the ship. I was like, what's happening? And then Yeah. It's kind of important-ish yeah. for later. Yeah. Yeah, it was strange. I think as they were chasing, the one thing that I noticed, too, is that the clown created, and I thought this was kind of funny, but also clever, a balloon dog. That yeah, chased. So <laughs> they, the balloon animal dog comes to life, and it's like hunting the dads, barking and chasing them, which is ridiculous. Like, it's just a balloon animal that they're, like, they're shaking with the thing, and someone, like, pipes in barking noises. Mikey Debbie managed to get away in the car before the clowns can catch them, but then we see ominously as they drive past it the sign for the town, Crescent Cove, 
five miles away. So we know what's going to happen. They're on their way. They sure are. Mike and Debbie go to the police and try and tell them what's happening. But of course, Deputy Mooney does not believe them. He thinks that this whole thing is a plot by the Terenzi brothers to sell ice cream because they have a cloud on their truck. Yeah. He does viral not, marketing plot. not trust those pervs, and nor should he, but... Uh, he does. He, you know, he calls Debbie a tramp. Yeah, I wrote that down too. <laughs> Why? <laughs> this guy's the worst. But he does. Here's one redeeming thing for him, at least for me. He works in the title of the movie. Killer clowns from outer space. Holy shit! And I'm like, I love it. I love when you. Wear, that was the most like non-organic way to work in the title yeah. of the movie. It's great. It was straight on the nose, but it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. and like 15 like minutes in too, which I love. Like, let's get it. You got to work the title in, and he does it. Meanwhile, the other deputy, Officer Dave, who we've met briefly earlier, I believe, believes them, and he goes to investigate, and in a nice little bit of foreshadowing, Mooney shrugs them off and is like, go ahead, Dave, make a dummy out of yourself, but you're not going to make a dummy out of me. <laughs> yeah, it was funny how Moody felt like the world was against him, like the town and everyone they was out to get him. dick. No one likes him. <laughs> so are you saying this is how it happens to people? Like you make that for yourself? Is this, it's probably yeah. like a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy, maybe yeah. like, a, like a vicious circle. So the clowns have already made it to town. They are doing various things, uh, posing as statues, performing late night puppet shows, delivering pizza that's actually one of the clowns hiding inside a pizza box somehow zapping people with their cotton candy gun yeah this part was was kind of strange and that puppet show that you talked about was super creepy yeah that's one of the creepier there's like two or three really creepy clown moments in this the puppet show is definitely one of them dave's got mike and debbie in the police car we find out that dave used to date debbie and he's still into her he tells her this right in front of mike just straight up yeah it's a straight battle for that tramps attention bit of a love triangle yeah bit of a love triangle yeah, they're definitely fighting over her and that's gonna continue throughout the remainder of this story yeah so even though uh you know deputy dave believes them he starts to maybe not believe them so much they decide to take debbie home then he gets mike taken to the tent but the tent is not there and in a scene with some just big time overacting dave arrests mike thinking this whole thing was kind of like a scam yeah he was kind of uh he believes Moody now. He's sort of like, oh, maybe people are out to make the cops look silly. Or maybe he's just out. He's just against Mike because Mike is, you know, well, it's probably doink, a little bit of both, his axe. Right? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's going to take that opportunity because he can. Sure. We get a nice clown scene here where a clown riding a bicycle rides it right next to some motorcycle enthusiasts. They're unimpressed with the bike, obviously, because they ride like real bikes, motorcycles. So one of them smashes the clown's bike. The clown puts on some boxing gloves, kind of shuffles around a little bit. And then punches off the guy's head. <laughs> I wrote this down too. He just straight one punched him and... The head just goes it was, flying. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth? That's not, how that, that's not how bones work, I don't think. I guess when an alien clown punches you, it might. All right, it's, I, yeah. I guess. That's, that yeah. was kind of ridiculous. This is the other creepy clown moment now. There's a family at Big Top Burger. Everything in the town is circus themed for some reason. And this like little kid sees this clown in the parking lot. And the clown is like very creepily beckoning her outside. And the kid starts to go. And there's some rising tension here. And then like the mom saves her. So the clown yeah. does not feast on child. The child. This was the most intense moment, I think, in the movie. Like it's weird. As something that's trying to balance a horror movie slash comedy, they had a couple effect of like creepy moments, creepy clowns. And this one was actually a feeling of dread. Like, as someone with children, I was like, 
holy, are they going to take and kill this little girl? And that's why, like, tonally, I have a little bit of trouble with this because they they do kind of swing. Like, some of the things are clearly comedy, punching off a dude's head. Yeah. And then it's like there's a legitimate chance that a child is going to be, like, brutally murdered. Do you think they couldn't make up their mind? Like, did the direction or the people who created it, they just weren't sure what they wanted? Like, was it supposed to be a comedy? And I have to believe it was, ba- just based on the presence of the Terenzi brothers. Like, um, it is a comedy. I yeah. agree. Like, it has to be a comedy. But why choose to put those other moments in? Like, to build, like, different feelings throughout to make the other things feel funnier? I think maybe, or maybe you're trying to cast a wide net. Let's get the horror audience and the comedy audience. Let's like, <laughs> just get as many people money. watching this Let's as make possible. That money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Deputy Dave takes Mike to the makeout spot, which they call Top of the World, looking for clues or info, and there's no one there. It was bustling just a mere like hour ago, I guess. Now there's no one there, but there is a large amount of cotton candy webbing and residue kind of all around a bunch of parked cars. In fact, one whole car is full of it as well as a pair of glasses. Now, Mike says those glasses are proof that the clowns are real because they belong to the dead guy they found. I guess they knew him, like in the cotton candy cocoon. Oh, they recognized him. Yeah, so now Deputy Dave has a little bit more to grapple with here. Meanwhile, Deputy Mooney gets a call about the clowns, immediately dismisses it, these damn kids and their pranks. He gets in more calls, dismisses them too, because it's far more likely that the whole town is in on this ice cream selling scam. Yeah, they're all against him. But again, he is unlikable, so maybe that's fair. (laughs) Then we cut to a car chase scene out of nowhere between a car with a character we don't know inside. Yeah, so this was crazy. Out of nowhere, we're introduced to a character who we don't care about. But the cool part is he's being chased by an invisible motorcycle clown. But is that cool? I was like, is this like is this an unfinished special effect? Did they green screen this? And they're going to put something there and they just ran out of budget? Like, what? <laughs> why is it like? Uh, it felt intentional. Uh, intentional. To me, the invisibility, but the why it was included doesn't, I don't know. They were just trying to, I don't know if this fits in your theory, trying to stretch this thing out. There was there was a lot of stuff revealed pretty quickly. Oh yeah, this this scene is pure padding. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the invisible motorcycle runs the car off the road and that's just it. That's the end of that scene. We never revisit it. That's just that. I mean, Kind of a standalone strange. Probably a special effects thing too. Like whoever was in charge of that really wanted that to be included. Probably like I worked really hard on this shit. You better <laughs> include this Just invisible no. fucking motorcycle. Yeah. I'm out of here. Like, yeah. We then go to Debbie who is going to take a shower. I guess she felt dirty after the whole circus tent experience. She gets in the shower and the camera kind of tilts down and we see that popcorn that they was shot at her. It was stuck to her clothes and now it's on the ground and now it starts moving. Yeah. Which is strangely ominous. Yeah, it was really weird. As the popcorn in the bathroom started to come to life, I was like, what the fuck? Their computer is powered by it. They shoot it out of guns, and now it's alive. My theory at this point, which was disproven later, is I'm like, is the popcorn, like, are the clowns full of this popcorn? Is the popcorn, like, sentient, and they're animating, like, clown bodies? I couldn't really, you know. It was I, yeah, that's full a, of theories at It's this a point. reasonable theory, right? Like, based on it starting to <laughs> yeah, come to life. It's I a feel, reasonable I think theory. It is. I think that very well could have been a possibility. If we saw one of those clowns popped and popcorn fell all over, I would have believed it. Just but. the fact that that's a reasonable theory tells you how fucking bizarre this movie is. That there's, We were both like, oh, maybe it's possible. Meanwhile, Dave and Mike are in the car making passive-aggressive comments to each other when they see a clown doing a like shadow puppets next to people at a bus stop. The clown makes a shadow T-Rex after first making like a like a like a boat with like he's really skilled. He's a good clown. <laughs> he's a good shadow puppet. Yeah. This is the a lot of effects budget went here too, I'm sure. Yeah. The the shadow T-Rex eats people and then shrinks down 
And then the clown puts them, I guess, into a bag of popcorn. Yeah, it was powerful shadows, right? Like he was controlling that shadow. But again with the popcorn. Yeah, that's true. The popcorn is all over this. I think at some point, too, isn't someone thrown into a dumpster with popcorn? Oh, I don't remember that. And they consume him. Like I think that's a a part of the movie, too, where where a guy's thrown into a dumpster and consumed by the popcorn. I remember there was a big bin of the popcorn in the like clown ship. Officer Dave sees this and tries to run the clown down with his car, which that cannot be standard procedure. Like at this point, don't you have to still assume it's a guy in a clown suit? And you're just going to like run him out. You're just going to mow him down with your police car. I don't know uh, where I'd be at that point if I were Dave, right? Like, I, I don't know if I would just be like, oh, I've had enough of this. Like, I'm just trying to end these clowns. Uh, but he didn't believe before. Is this the first clown he's, he's seen? Really, he's really ping ponging back and forth yeah, here. He just very quickly. Yeah. I mean, okay, so love you, will do that to you, right? Like that's, <laughs> I guess. That's, but like you didn't believe there were clowns. Now he's made the jump to, well, he sees the clown, but he's made the jump to, they not only are the clowns, they're alien clowns. That part is true. They must be aliens. I'm going to hit it with my car. Luckily, the clown, luckily, the clown jumps hundreds of feet in the air and he misses him. Deputy Dave does call Mooney back at the police station. Mooney also ignores him. <laughs> he shrugs it off. Fuck he you, Dave. You he young, literally you young said that. Fuck yeah. I know what you guys are trying to do. Break me down. Drive me out of the force. Well, it's going to take a hell of a lot more than a lame prank like this to get Curtis Mooney to throw in his badge. So fuck you. Over. He just ignores yeah. it. Oh, my God, man. Mooney just like <laughs> kills me. <laughs> so is Mooney the comic relief then? Oh, he just gets he gets his comeuppance. What a great voice, though. Aeon actor John yeah. Vernon. Oh, yeah. A deep, rich baritone. Fuck you, Dave. <laughs> Love that. Mike sees his friends, the ice cream guys, Terenzi brothers. Dave lets him out to warn them. Now, Mike tries to convince the Terenzis to go home and hide, but they've got ice cream to sell. However, he tricks them into going to Debbie's house by saying that she has two roommates with big boobs. And no, I'm not joking. That is how he convinces them to go to Debbie's house. She's See, got roommates pervs. with big boobs. I told you, pervs. Yeah, that's a, that's a real yeah. point for your yeah, exactly. they are pervs argument. Even a reasonable person wanting to have sex could not be persuaded to go to a house just because there's two women there with breaths. Big breasts. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's, I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah. Well, right. uh, okay. Like, if someone was like, you know, oh yeah, you should come meet like my girlfriend's roommate. I think a lot of guys would probably be like, okay, sure. Well, yeah, that's fair, I guess. But I don't think that's the way it was sold. I think Mike was saying we got two big-breasted women here. Get over here. Yeah, but the Terenzis are idiots, so they're just going to go for that. Yeah, that's fair. We go back to the police station. Deputy Mooney is enjoying a cigar when a clown shows up. Mooney tries to cuff him, but his hands fall off. The old fake hand trick. Yeah. Got him with that one. Mooney puts him in jail with the teens. And the clown <laughs> blows a like a streamer. Yeah, a big party streamer. Yeah. yeah. It grabs Mooney, pulls him into the bars, and he's out cold, unconscious. When Dave returns to the station, he finds footprints that are literally just stickers on the floor. <laughs> yeah, this was weird and hilarious. These giant footprints. Really playing up that clown angle of the huge feed. Not and, even uh, trying to look real, though. They're just oh, stickers. No. They yeah, just yeah. slap just, some stickers yeah. down. Yeah. He follows. They're also on the walls. He goes to the jail cell. It's empty. There's no clown. There's no Mooney. There's just two cotton candy cocoons, which obviously have those teens from earlier in them. Yeah, the 35-year-olds. Yeah. Dave walks out. He finds the clown who is using Mooney as a ventriloquist dummy. So that foreshadowing paid off. <laughs> and the clown says through the Mooney dummy, don't worry, Dave. We just want to kill you. So no problem. Nothing to worry about. Don't worry, Dave. That was kind of uh, creepy and hilarious at the same time. Ventriloquism is just such a strange thing. 
So when they brought it in, I was kind of like, oh my God. It's creepy too when the clown pulls his hand out of Mooney because it makes that like bloody squishing noise, which is really, it's a really gross sound. Yeah. So that, that was good. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah they did a good job there. That's yep. fair. Uh, the clown starts walking towards Dave. He's advancing. Dave shoots and shoots and shoots, but eventually he hits the clown's nose, which causes the clown to like spin and explode. This is some, uh, you know, pretty low tier visual effects. He found the weak point, though, That's right? That's the, like the Achilles nose. Yeah, exactly. If you will. <laughs> I was thinking uh, the, the crypto nose, but it's okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Ugh. All right. We go back to the ice cream truck with Mike. They're on the way to Debbie's. The Terenzi brothers don't believe there are clowns until they run into literally a whole parade of them, and they bail out. Back at Debbie's place, she's done showering. We get some super cheesy, ominous synth music. The synth in this movie is so 80s-rific. Uh, so... At first, I loved the music. Like, I loved the opening. I thought it was fantastic. And then all of a sudden, I just wrote down, the music sucks. We just had a homeless person's crazy train. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know. I I have nothing against people who don't have a home. I don't know why I wrote that down. I think that's a Bill Simmons. We should probably give Bill Simmons credit. Thank you, Bill Simmons. In case he's listening. But I don't really want to give Bill... (laughs) That's all right. Uh, right. Sorry, Bill Simmons. Yeah. All right. So, Debbie, uh, she opens her laundry basket and... This like clown head snake kind of thing attacks, which I guess is the pop. The popcorn has turned into like a. So maybe the popcorn is like the baby clown. Yeah, that's what I said. Into- it's like yeah, the popcorn is the like egg or the start of a new clown, which is weird because it also powers their ship and uh, like captures people. It is everything. They just is, it, so it's 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 alive. It's attacking Debbie. She hears Mike's voice, but it's not actually Mike. It's a clown using his voice. She goes to jump out the window. More clowns. She gets zapped and put in a balloon, and then we get a chase scene. Mike and the Terenzi brothers, they see the clowns take her. They pursue. Deputy Dave's behind him in a cop car. Seeing the cop car, the Terenzi brothers stop, fearing fearing they're being pulled over, and Deputy Dave rear-ends them. So (laughs) nice work, fellas. It ends the uh, support that, uh, yeah, Yeah. Mike's going to have to get back. They just take themselves out, which is incredible. Yeah. The clowns go to their tent, which is now much more appropriately located on a boardwalk, and a security guard sees them pull up in a clown car, which, of course, means that a ton of clowns pile out. Then they throw pies at the security guard, and the pies dissolve his body. This was pretty awesome. (laughs) <laughs> it's a it's a new wrinkle kind of late yeah. in the game yeah it was pretty good i mean the clown car working it in was was good i think yep. it had to happen and then yeah that that you're right that's kind of a layup you gotta have a clown you got to if yeah. you didn't we would have said where the fuck is the clown <laughs> car right you know like, what would have made this movie better it would push it over the top as a clown car yeah absolutely and yeah. then the melting pies were pretty good too that was good so mike dave and the transies pull up shortly thereafter they see the remains of the guard they enter the fun house and there is so much smoke in this fun house. I'm like, I wrote down here, what is the budget for smoke machines in this movie? They are just walking through a thick fog everywhere they go. It was just a really good hot box, maybe? I guess. Yeah. So the Terenzi's, what do you mean, in like the screenwriter's room? Yeah. Yeah. The Terenzi <laughs> brothers fall into a trap as a giant ball pit. And this is where they get two female, we haven't seen any female clowns in this movie yet, two female clowns who see them. And then the female clowns magically grow giant boobs. Yeah, this is what I was alluding to earlier. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. Was absurd. Of course, the two pervs need the clowns to grow boobs so fuck? that they'll stick around. Yeah, I do love this, though. Is After they, they go to the giant boobs, the brothers ask the clowns, like, are you Debbie's roommates? 
was yeah, good. way I to like play that. back to that other, yeah, that yeah, was, that other that, line. There's, yeah. there's some synergy here for sure. Yeah. Oh, Dave and Mike, meanwhile, find a cotton candy trophy room. Kind of shades of Predator 2. They walk in. It's all these cotton candy cocoons there. Yep. A clown comes. They hide behind the cotton candy, even though their legs are just clearly visible. They, it's a terrible hiding job. And they watch the clown drink blood from one of the cocoons through a crazy straw. Yeah, just bring out that sweet twirly straw, plunge it into the cocoon, and sip it. So you now how, you know how the clowns are sustaining themselves, right? Popcorn yeah. needs to drink blood. It's vampire clowns. Why do they have to go in the cotton candy, though? Why can't they just drink the blood from a person like right from there? the body? They don't yeah. need that much sustenance right away, right? Like, they oh, got to wrap it up and save it for later. It's this like is a their cotton candy icebox? Yeah, yeah, this okay. is the way that they keep them good. Oh, man, fair enough. Uh, they find Debbie. They free her from the balloon. They try to escape, but clowns attack with, with this, like, weird carnival action music. The soundtrack is incredible in this, in this movie. It really is. <laughs> Things get pretty hectic here. They do. Dave starts blowing up clowns. They're sliding down a pole. They run through like a shifting floor like you'd have in like a fun house. There's a balloon hallway. They end up in this giant room and all the clowns come out. There are so many clowns. They have to climb up on this like box tower to escape. The clowns are closing in when suddenly the ice cream truck bursts through the wall. It's the Terenzi brothers covered in lipstick because the female clowns they got hey they got what they came for. That was <laughs> so. What do you think happened with those female clowns who wanted to turn them into the Terenzi brothers had alien sex with the with you, the female you, clowns. So this is another time where we're debating whether any sex was had or not. Oh, they come on. Which you know what? Now I'm willing to concede they are pervs because the fact that they <laughs> now you're willing to concede all their yeah. Pervs. This is finally it's, it yeah. swayed me because they're not even human. They're giant female alien clowns but because they grew big boobs the terenzis are like we're having sex with them let's do this yeah do you, do you think they had vaginas they had something <laughs> so, i don't, yeah, don't want to speculate you don't want to speculate okay. um right. it's the terenzis they use the microphone and the clown head on their truck to command the other clowns to back off and for a second it like it looks like it's kind of working but they're actually backing off because the final boss is descending from the ceiling Apparently, this character is named Jojo the Clownzilla, is how it was referred to, like, on set. It starts pounding on the truck, picks it up, throws it. The truck explodes, so R.I.P. Terenzi Brothers. Dave sacrifices himself so Mike and Debbie can go out the hole the truck left, which they do as the tent starts to power up. Cops pull up outside. They see Mike and Debbie and the tent taking off. Deputy Dave is in the clutches of the Clownzilla. He takes his badge off, stabs it in the nose... What and happens when it gets hit in the nose? He explodes. The cryptonose, of course. Along with the ship. Now, I don't think... So, RIP Deputy Dave as well. Well, you're, yes, okay. We think. We think. And you're you're describing this as Godzilla clown. I, this clown is fucking huge. It's massive. Yeah, like this is a giant clown that comes out and just starts like shitting all over them. And then Deputy Dave explodes it with his fucking badge. He's a hero. Yeah, absolutely. He's a hero. Sacrifice yeah. himself. Yeah. So that his, you know what? So that his ex could find love, even if it's with someone else. Yeah, good for him. So they're all there. They see this giant explosion. Suddenly, a clown car lands on the ground. Just lands. You hear it dropping. Out gets Deputy Dave. <laughs> but how? He, he's in the thing's hand when it explodes. Its body explodes and it's holding him. Deputy Dave should be just a million pieces of blood splattered across the... Th this isn't the most annoyed I was at a survival in this situation. Made no sense. 
Well, also, it, also in the yeah. clown car though, yeah. the Terenzi brothers. Yeah, the Terenzi brothers are there. Survived because they had an ice cream truck, and ice cream would protect them against explosions. They were in the freezer. It's the Indiana Jones Crystal Skull. I mean, it's a hop, skip, so and a jump. You just reference the worst Indiana Jones movie, I guess. Well, uh, I think I think they stole that from this. I think they oh, were like, you, you know, how did, you, how did yeah. the Terenzi brothers survive in Killer yeah. Clowns? Let's put them in a refrigerator. Harrison Ford will do this. All now, right, it's cool. to be fair, to be fair, earlier in the movie when Mike is talking about the Terenzis, he says, no matter what, those guys always land on their feet. They're like blessed somehow. Perfect, some sort of, some sort of foreshadowing. No, yeah, nothing some, ever gonna some yeah. sort of magical aura surrounds those two ice cream pervs and they got out just fine. And then uh, the last thing that's said in the movie pretty much is... Do you think it's over? Yeah, sure. And then immediately they get pies to the face. And then... Freeze frame! Fucking freeze frame. Woo! Oh my God. Uh, the love triangle is unresolved. Dave is holding Debbie when this happens, which is super weird because yeah. she's Mike's girl. And did he kiss her or give her like an cr- incredibly deep hair sniff? It was really weird. I think there's something there. It's, it's unresolved. We're going to leave it unresolved. Are those the acid pies? Are they going to dissolve? Where did those pies come from? Where are all the clowns in the ship? I have so many questions. I guess they're just leaving the door open for a sequel here. And there was no sequel. There was not. It was discussed for a while that they were possibly going to do it. It kind of fell through. Another strange wrinkle as we get to the credits. Mike's name is is Mike Tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's his, char- that's his character's name in the credits. He's Mike Tobacco. His they last just, name is Tobacco. They didn't have like enough inspiration to choose like quality name dude i i don't i have no idea that was just like one last curveball that threw me i was like my tobacco what the fuck that's so weird what a weird fucking movie this is is that a racist continuation of like his oh like the native thing yeah oh my god like an aboriginal indigenous like a first thing? nations yeah because they farm tobacco he yeah i don't he's know Mike yeah. tobacco i don't know maybe you think he actually is like part native maybe it wasn't racist maybe he was just uh <laughs> I mean, a, it's still, I'm not, it's I'm still not, not yeah, good. I'm but. not prepared to make that leap. That was some <laughs> yeah, l- but, l- light oh. to medium racism. Killer clowns from outer space. Wow. You know what? I, I guess, do we just go to like our ratings here? Like this is... Yeah, I think so. I okay. think we, we've, we've sort of explained what happened. I mean, so this is something that was weird for me because this is a movie that I believe I watched as a kid, like eight or nine years old. Yeah, you mentioned that. On like afternoon television. Like, I feel like this is something I watched on, like, Fox when it was just, like, afternoon TV time. And so for me to go back and watch this, I'm completely blown away. And I also wonder, how much did they have to cut out for the version that I watched on TV, (laughs) right? That's a good question, yeah. Like, maybe it seemed really fun and funny back then because of that, but... Although, like, all none of the murders are, like, gruesome, really. There's a lot of, like... The head punch-off is probably the most but gruesome. But that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, but also, like... Is there even... Of, I don't remember if there's blood for that. Wasn't <sighs> just the head flying off? Yeah, maybe. But the head was bloody. But And then maybe the puppet is... Uh, yeah, that part's kind of gross. Yeah. I, it's, I don't know, man. It's a weird movie. Uh, for me, we'll rate it a scale of 1 to 10 for how bad it is. I'm a 9. This is a bad movie. <laughs> I do think some of that was on purpose. Like, there's no way they made this and they were like, this is it, boys. This is our Citizen Kane. There's just no way. Like, you know I mean? <laughs> yeah? No. They, so they probably thought they perfected the comedy horror mix. It, it's enjoyable. I get, well, we'll get to that in a second. But for me, for, for how bad it is, 1 to 10, for me, it's a 9. What about you? Wow. Okay. Uh, it's hard for me because I thought it was... I remembered it being good. Like, I liked this movie as a kid, which tells you how stupid I was. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on now. I mean, all kids are kind of dumb. I like that's just the basis of it. 
Oh, I we will say, I, I will say, there is probably a certain age of kid that would think this is the fucking the best shit ever. Yeah, like preteen, like eleven to pre-teen, thirteen. Yeah, exactly. You'd probably just, be like, "Holy fuck, this is great." Those clowns grew boobs. This is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, it's it's hard for me because I think I'm rating it worse because it did not live up to my expectations. Okay, I want to give this. A ten for bad. Oh my god! Yeah, this is amazing. It's in play. We've had, we haven't had a we haven't had a we didn't mention this at the beginning of the show, but if we get the ten on both, that's what we call a crit crit twenty 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 twenty. And it's in play for the first time ever. We haven't had anyone give a ten out. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Fair that, enough. That's a ten for bad for me. Okay. Yeah. And how enjoyable? Are we getting the twenty? No. No. I'm sorry. Right. Well, I hate to disappoint you. This is not our first crit twenty. At I'll least walk not back for me. that echo. Not yeah. our first. No, what, you can't not our first what? Sorry. It's not our first crit, crit, crit 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. <laughs> I love that echo effect. That's I amazing. do. God help me. Um, so, no, I can't give it a 10 for enjoyable. Um, because it didn't meet my expectations, because it felt confused for me, I, I think the enjoyable scale for me, I don't know. I got to give this movie maybe a six, I think, for oh enjoyable. Oh, my God. That's way lower than I expected. Yeah. I really did not enjoy it again. I, I was okay. really disappointed. It might be where I was uh, while watching it, but uh, we we had a like long emotionally? day. <laughs> I had a lot of beers. I was pretty emotional. All yeah. right. Um, but so for me, it's going to be a six for, for enjoyable. Okay. You know what? I'm, I'm, kind of, uh, I'm kind of deriding you for that, but I was actually going to give it a seven. Um, I did enjoy it. I do think... Sorry. Let me clarify. I was going to give it a seven, but as you know, my personal rule, any movie that ends with the freeze it's frame. It's a plus one, yeah. That's right. So I'm yeah. giving it an eight. It was a seven. <laughs> I'm bumping it up because of the freeze frame. Freeze fucking, frame plus fucking one. Fucking freeze frame. Yeah. Automatic point with me. I do think it's so, it's unique at the very least. I honestly feel like huh. anyone who likes bad or weird movies should, should definitely watch this. Yeah. At, should just watch it at least once. Yeah. You should see it. No, that's fair. And there were some really cool things. I really did like the clowns, like the clowns that created themselves. They're There's super creepy. Some tense moments. I didn't, I didn't find it super funny and I had some problems with some of the science fiction, but, All right. All right. but it is fun. Like I, I do think it is worth a watch. Yeah, but you're giving it a six. Still six. Yeah, I I never want to see this again. <laughs> That's um, we're we're kind of disagreeing here a little bit. That's I would I good. would watch this again. Like if I if I have kids someday, I would like don't don't tell their mother, but I would show them this movie. I'd be like, let's watch me. <laughs> Shit's unbelievable. <It's>, <laughs> you gotta watch this. It's it's yeah. really it's at the very least, like I said, it's unique. It's interesting. I can honestly say it is unlike pretty much anything we've ever seen before. I think it's worth seeing. That's fair. That's a that's a good positive. As for the beer, the Amsterdam Space Invader. Yeah. yeah pretty good, man. Like this is an IPA. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's a regular sort of malt forward IPA. Which is right up my alley. Yeah. I don't like when it's too hoppy. This is I, I enjoy this. It's good stuff. Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's been around for a while and I I enjoy it. But uh They're in a cool spot in Toronto too. Yeah, they have two locations. One, like a really big... Uh, That's like, one I was thinking of. That's right on the lake? Yeah, right on the lake. Great a really location. nice uh, brew pub. And yeah, if you're in Toronto, there, yeah. hit up the Amsterdam Brewery. It's great. It's a really good place if you're going to go see a Blue Jays game. Uh, sure. A walk down from yeah, man. the Sky Dome there. Good stuff. Awesome. So I guess that's it. Um, next week, we are going to be watching Face Off <laughs> with uh, your favorite actor, Nicolas Cage. You know what? I This is one of the first things... I forget who said it, but when we said we we're going to do this podcast, somebody was like, how many Nicolas Cage movies are you going to do? Like, just all of them? 
And the answer is maybe. Maybe we'll watch all yeah, of them. We might because... Or we're going to start well, with Face Off. Well, but Nicolas Cage is either... Like, his movies are either amazing or horrible. So, like, we'll do several, I, but... I don't think I've seen an amazing Nicolas Cage movie. I don't know. Maybe there are some, but I can't think of any. I, I can't think of one right now. Is maybe, he, maybe it'll be Face Off. Is he in Con Air? Yes. That's a great movie. Is <laughs> easy there. I feel like we could very easily watch Con Air for this podcast. Okay, we might have to. Well, right. We might have to. <laughs> Next week is Face Off. That should be enjoyable. Thank you so much uh, for listening. Make sure that you like, like, share, subscribe, follow us on Twitter at the BMB Podcast and Instagram. I always forget to mention the Instagram also at the BMB Podcast. Uh, if you have a suggestion for movies, email us uh, the BMB Podcast at gmail.com. We would love to have ideas. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Keep it clowny. <laughs> Sorry, it was a recent It's crazy.